tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Steven Universe fans. Welcome back! It has been way too long. <laughs> So welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We are finally back, thanks to last week's Steven Bomb. Yay! Yay! And so we are covering all of the Steven Bomb, episodes 74 through 78. The answer, Steven's birthday, it could have been great, message received, and log date 7152. What did we think of these overall? They were great. I loved it. I had a lot, a lot of feelings, and I just feel like the the five episodes, you know, obviously the the last three really went together. The first two did sort of have a separate theme going on, but I like all the different themes that were explored sort of across the scope of the five episodes that we did get. I yeah. I very much enjoyed these. We got a lot of answers. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. a lot of a lot of first looks Absolutely. at things that we had never seen before. Uh so it was it was really cool set of episodes to sit down and watch. My only complaint is that I'm like, well, shoot, now it, where, where's the next episode? Yeah, no, that's, I agree with you completely, Megan. We don't know yet. It occurs to me that I really should have introduced you guys before we got started. <laughs> I'm just so excited. It's fine. People know who we are, right? You guys, you guys already know who we are. Elena Jordan. Hi, I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. Emma Fife. That's me, Emma Fife. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Fife. Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me directly at the Mangman. That's T H E M E N G U A N. As opposed to indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> you can tweet at me in a roundabout way by going outside during the full moon. Tweet me I mean, you could, you could tweet and then put a hashtag, but I'm That's not necessarily yeah. going to see. see it. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. K-I-A-X-E-T. Emma's got the live chat. We are checking the Twitter tag, A-B-T-V-S-U. And guys, we do check that when we're not on the air. So if you've got something fun to say and you uh, want to throw it in there, please do. So yeah. Yeah. The Steven Bomb. It was great. I, I I think I was a little spoiled by the sardonic Stephen Bomb, where everything had to do with the previous episode and the overarching theme. And this one was a little more disjointed. So, overall, it was like, no, I wanted everything to go together. Come on, you guys. See, I loved it. I thought it did go together pretty... I mean, the the last I think it, one no. solid chunk of time. Yeah. But and I feel like having... I feel like it all went together thematically. I, I totally agree. And that each one fed into the next one. And I no. think, too, yeah. that we were bookended with these two because, you know, the first story was the backstory of how, you know, Ruby and Sapphire ended up, you know, fusing into what is now Garnet. And then the last episode was about Peridot not understanding why you would stay fused to someone. So it was bookended with these two stories that ultimately were about fusion and it was about, and you know, so we saw sort of the, the sort of fear 
that Ruby and Sapphire had when they were sort of debating whether or not to fuse again. And then in the end, you had Peridot have the exact same thing happen when Garnet was like, oh, you should fuse with me, and then you'll totally get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hello. Yeah. Well, I, and I think they also go together, not only because of the that, but because time-wise, this is a span of what I assume is three days. Mm-hmm. Because we have, as soon as it's Stephen's birthday, right. birthday at midnight, Stephen's birthday, the day after, and then message received begins at that sunset. Yeah. Presumably. I think we have a time skip in there. I highly doubt there it. Was, it looks yeah, like there, three days in a row. There were comments about I can't believe your parents let you stay for the whole weekend but we only got Connie for but we only got Connie and Greg for one episode with the exception of that flashback and then we were right back to working on the drill. So I think that we had a day or two in there where we didn't see it because they took the whole weekend off for Steven's birthday. That could be. Fine, then it's four days. It didn't didn't bother me. I feel like it was basically, you know, the time skip would have just been one card of them watching TV. Right, yeah. The time skip would have been, bye, Connie. (laughs) Literally. It would have been like, well, that was the next episode of Camp Pining Hearts? Oh, man. Hour 78. That's what it is. It's just, it's four episodes of them watching four episodes of Camp Pining Hearts. Oh, man. Talk a little bit about the answer then. Okay. And this is probably the cutest opening. Is it my birthday? It's midnight. Close enough. Happy birthday. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. You are so excited. It's uh, adorable. I wrote down in all caps for my notes is love. This episode is a perfect magical land mermaid, <laughs> uh, which is 100% how I felt. I just, one of the things I really, really appreciate about Steven Universe, aside from the thing I appreciate the most, which is about all the sort of icky, human emotions that it deals with in a really nice, like, palatable kind of way, is the world building. I think the world building in the show is incredible, and it's just, it was so nice to get this backstory, it felt like a fairy tale in a, like in a, a really messed ago. up way. Once yeah. upon a time, but there was a way, warrior. That's the way she was telling it. Yeah. Notice that Estelle voiced all of the gems I that know. Stephen wouldn't have known because it's, it's Garnet telling this story. Yeah. And we have the shots at the end of the song that are extremely reminiscent of the Once Upon a Dream number from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really liked it and just seeing sort of like the budding relationship between Ruby and Sapphire and you know the fact that there were the three Rubies and the one Ruby like risked her life to save Sapphire and Sapphire you know knew her future like I I always have like a soft spot for like characters who can see the future. The Cassandras Yeah, of the, the Cassandras yeah. of the world, exactly. But, you know, you sort of get the impression that, okay, Sapphire can foresee this future with this revolution and, or, I'm sorry, rebellion. I'm calling it a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have, in all caps, but everything changed when the rebels attacked. Yes, exactly. No, but yeah, I mean, and and again, you know, in, in terms of world building, I, you know, that Avatar is another show that just is so so rich, and and I think that that Steven Universe uh, very much parallels that in a way. But yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that it was like okay, you have this character who foresees exactly how her life is going, and then everything just goes crazy. <laughs> She's like, "What do I do?" Yeah, 
And then all it took was one Ruby. And Ruby talking about it, it's always just more of me. There's lots of me. Like, yeah. oh, honey, your yeah. self-worth. Oh, it yeah. was so heart-wrenching. And we, got society. A, we got a bit of that in Jailbreak, but here we really get yeah. to see why. And this is the first time we get confirmation that a lot of gems are really just carbon copies of one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we've never seen multiple types of the same gem mm-hmm. in the sh- same shop before. So I, I thought it was very interesting that we got official confirmation on why fusion is so taboo. Mm-hmm. It's not fusion itself that's taboo. It's fusion between two different members of a different cast. Yes! Yes, that was something that I think was made extremely clear in this episode, and I mean, it's very much that, you know, that forbidden love story, that that Titanic story, where, you know, the boy (laughs) from third class falls in love with the first class girl. I'll never let go. That was the first thing that came to mind. There are better examples than that, but that just came to mind. Oh, yeah, there are. Aladdin. I love sure. this episode, especially because it really highlighted that and because it showed not just that it's the class system, but also any sort of individuality. Yeah! And because they each change each other's timeline to the point right. that the set timeline that was foreseen is now shifted and this has become such a bizarre situation for both of them, it really shows that the true power for each of them individually lies in them fusing. Yeah, and I think this is before Sapphire slash Garnet had a better understanding of future vision because for Sapphire it was always one path, one path, one path, and I don't think it was until Ruby showed up that she realized oh, Mm -hmm. potential. Mm -hmm. Because the way she explained it to Stephen is, I see a lot of potential paths. Anything could happen, but this is... You know, I, I have something. She sees of a the multiverse, yeah. 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 yeah, but doesn't know exactly which one it's going to go down. She sees the other leg of the pants of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> and speaking of time, uh, who was it in the chat said? Hold on, I want to give you the right credit. Oh, uh, Kartik Saraf. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Uh, said that uh, that Sapphire is like the Time Lord of the universe. <laughs> like a, you know, the, like yeah. the people that serve Blue Diamond are like the Time Lords of the universe. Like they foresee how the future is going to go. Let's talk about Blue Diamond. Because this is the only bit we get to see of her. And mm-hmm. it's very, I want to say Indian inspired. I'm not, Yes, yeah. that was that was like the from uh, India, impression. Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely the uh, vibe I was getting a little Between like the, the gazebo the, design yeah. and the clothing design and yeah. all of that it's the extremely veil. yeah. 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 And the blue pearl <laughs> who did nothing but fandom loves them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just talking about this uh bomb as a whole, the the seeing different types of pearls because you can tell that yeah, they are made, they're to, made order, to order and they're very similar, but at the same time it's like, oh yeah, pearls yeah, are customizable. <laughs> right. Yes, I know. Yeah, I did. It's true. The the blue pearl didn't do anything, but she she added a nice layer once again to that world building because yeah. we, in a very recent episode, established the idea of, okay, there are lots of pearls that we find out in these episodes. There's lots of peridots. There's lots of jaspers. There's lots of rubies. It's not just a single gem. Yeah. They're all copies of each other. But And we learned, you know, pearls are basically for show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they're so, just standing they're there looking and and also, They are yeah. the purse yeah. dogs of gem culture. <laughs> yeah. And you do know that they're customizable, but you don't think about it. It's like how BB-8 in Star Wars is a model of that droid. Yeah. But if a purple one 
rolled in, you would be like, what, what? Right. Well, they they did her the IVA was completely unique. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, R two models. But, yeah, and and astromectroids. Not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not to talk about them like they're things because they're not things. Right. They're characters. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about the pearls. Right. But yeah. like, it's it's very reflective of, I suppose, the person that ordered them. Sure. Oh yeah. And yeah. like because, yellow pearl and oh because my yeah, God. you see blue diamond uh, versus yellow diamond, the pearls that serve yeah. them. They're very, very different. And so it's very interesting to see that's one's just that's just very quiet and very reserved. Right. And the other one that walks around with this sense of entitlement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is very sharp and very angular in design. Yeah. And speaking of pearls, I this one line stood out to me and I always just want to talk about this is Rose Quartz and her terrifying renegade pearl. Yeah. Because I had to sit back and think about this one for a bit and if they're if if pearls are the little the papillons, the purse dogs yeah. of gem society. This is like watching someone with their pet papillon take out an entire squad of Navy SEALs with the papillon responsible for half of the carnage. And you sit there and go, well, mine would never do that. Mm-hmm. Would it? Mm-hmm. Soon they'll Pearls start getting ideas and, and thinking. thinking. <laughs> Pearl's a bad example, and I think that's part of why she freaks Homeworld out so much. Yeah. Partially because this purse dog can do some damage, and partially because what if the other Pearls realize that that's a thing they right. can do? Right, well, exactly, yeah. that they're capable of thinking for themselves because I mean acting that's independent exactly because I mean that that is exactly what Pearl did you know she was built to be someone's little purse dog and instead she's like no I'm gonna be a warrior and she just went with I'm it I'm gonna be a knight yeah and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> exactly exactly Which I love it just makes me think of like a little puss in boots that that's like, <laughs> yes. actually good <laughs> that can accomplish things yeah. she needs a hat with a feather in it yeah why doesn't she have that yeah and renegade needs a hat with a feather it's a given uh, also I just always love when we see the flashbacks to younger Pearl I like her outfit and her hair just like her whole vibe yeah she's <laughs> loving younger Garnet and she's this cotton candy mishmash. Someone brought up the Madagascar 3 Circus Afro song and I just kind of started laughing because they're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Very colorful though. But technicolor and gorgeous. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, they make a good point. I mean, they they do design their clothing and for somebody who's never fused before, of course it's going to look like a mishmash of different things. But it was really weird to see Garnet not wearing the crystal gem uniform. I know. When she she appeared, I was like, whoa, I was taken aback. Well, and and to not see her like Ultra, like to, confident, yeah, and grounded, and yeah, it was it was really interesting to see the the early forms so, of what, what is am I? now basically <laughs> a, a, a perma, which I think is so. such a good parallel for relationships yeah. in general is when they start, and it is just like an awkward, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until later on, you're, you're totally like, I'm right. Comfortable. I'm it's cool a very with this. it's yeah. a very cute song, but yeah, it does hit those relationship beats of oh, like so. That song. <laughs> come here. I'm gonna be that person. I didn't care for the song. Oh really? no, I loved I didn't, it. I didn't think it needed to actually be a song. I I appreciated what they were going for with the lyrics, but Ruby's voice actor is really not a singer, and it just didn't. Aww. If the best thing your song does is reference a better song, you don't really have a good song. Tell that to Tenacious D. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best reference, song in the world. Reference <laughs> a better song that the audience already knows and loves. 
me give you that. Because One Direction did that too, referencing a better song, but doesn't mean it works. Anyway, I thought probably... it was a great song, and it reminded me of the the uh, scene in uh, Disney's Robin Hood uh, where they're in the uh, forest. <laughs> just, uh, guys, let's just be sad about that for a second. Uh, we should actually yeah, no, probably no. move on because we don't have a lot of time yeah. tonight. I just have one. I just have one point that I wanted to bring up from the chat that I thought was really interesting. So Nicholas Kelly said uh, this is in regards to Sapphire's inability to see like the scope. Like she can yeah. only see the one path, and so she only envisions this one future because of her single eye. Hmm. I was like yeah. that, and now that a, she has three eyes, yeah, she can, she see, can see many paths. Many paths. Yeah. Or possibly just like the it. the addition of Ruby's unpredictability to the mix. Sure, or it, 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 I mean, you know, the, one I was going to say, I was going to say, infusing with somebody who comes from a very different upbringing than you do is gonna broaden your perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Your magical perspective. Exactly. As the week Quite literally. literally. We totally know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, Stephen's birthday. Aww. Aww. He's so oh, happened to Stephen when, when birthdays come up. I just I swear. need to point out that Stephen is basically Chibi Usa. Because <laughs> no. he is a child of a gem and a human, and they're not really sure how he's going to age. So he might be God. a 10-year-old for 900 years. No. I'm just throwing that out there. No. No, 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 no. I don't need any of Chibiusa's storylines. I just wanted to point out that bad things happen to Steven whenever birthdays come up. Between this and too many birthdays, oh, it's just gosh. like, yeah. let's beat the daylights out of his insecurities. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I kind of like, though, how they they show that his actual physical age is a lot like the gems in terms of, like, it's reflective of their mental state of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, there's something that feels right, but as they grow and mature, their looks change. And even though they stay, quote-unquote, the same age, they, they do yeah. kind of change over time with whatever feels right. And for Steven, he plateaued in terms of his emotional and I don't want to say mental development, but he plateaued at a certain point. Yeah, and he didn't have any friends. he didn't have any. He didn't have any friends or other authority figures to kind of properly socialize him. No, after he hit that certain point, and that's yeah. why he stagnated. Stagnated at that certain point. Well, yeah. he had Greg, but Greg doesn't seem to have a heck of a lot of friends in town. If you yeah. notice, yeah, 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 I agree. Well, and he knows Vidalia. I mean, his, his only friends outside of Connie before meeting Connie were like, yeah, the people he would meet in passing. Lars. Ronaldo. Was one hundred percent in denial, and then Sadie was probably—I mean, Ronaldo's little brother, but yeah. like, but for the most part, Sadie was probably the closest thing he had to a real friend. Yeah. And she's oh, got her own stuff yeah. going on. And, and it's his, basically when you're young and you hang out with the kids in your neighborhood because they're there. Yeah, I mean, his dad even says, you know, shoes Connie Wade is like, oh, his best friend first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, your best friend is your dad who lives in a van. Like, <laughs> what what do you expect from this kid? He's it's saving true. the world. Come yeah. a break. He can 
He can stay. Well, and when you don't, again. when you don't live with your kids either, a lot of times you know they get locked in time in your mind, so mm-hmm. to speak. And so for Greg, it wouldn't really be weird not living with Stephen, coming back and just seeing him the same because that's how he remembers him, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't even really realize it until they were flipping through the photo album, and he went, "Oh." Yeah, in my mind, my little brother's still eight years old. He's yeah, definitely nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. My my twin cousins, who when I was when they were born, I was almost sixteen, are still like three to me. They're thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> my, my college age drinking age cousin is still to me six. Yeah, because that's yeah. when we had to babysit her. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure she'd be very happy to know that. And the gems don't know or care how humans <laughs> age, so it doesn't no. make any difference to them either. I love that we do get the confirmation yeah. that yeah, the gems had no idea what to do with a baby, and Greg raised him for. However yeah, many years until he went to live with them. And we're all just, don't give them to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we speaking from experience? Yeah. Is there, there's a story here. Were you guys surprised to find out that uh, Stephen was 14, ordinary passerbyer in the chat wants to know? Yes! <laughs> How, I think Connie's reaction yeah. was the world's reaction. How old did you think he was? Like 10? Yeah, that yeah. was kind of what I was thinking, too. I, I figured 10... 12 at the out. Yeah, that's yeah. that I was going to say that seems to be the uh the consensus amongst the chat is uh Christopher Remley said I would have guessed 9 to 12. Uh ordinary passerby who asked the question said also 10 to 12. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, Jared Jared Reynolds says I wasn't surprised that he's 14. I thought he was just short and tubby. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, I I figured 12 at the outset because uh we watched Gravity Falls and Dipper yeah. and Mabel are are 12, but like by comparison I'm like Steve a very immature 12 year old totally yeah. yeah by the way that's a crossover I want I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. cross franchise cross network yeah, I know cross, I don't just care. cross it all I want it <laughs> it's not gonna happen by the 15th nah. no no so we oh. have Steven and his insecurities and once again unsure about his role being half gem half human because you're the first year kind kiddo good luck and he figures out from Amethyst that, oh, hey, I can stretch. Um, sudden puberty. I know. Which only yeah. works so well. I think it's cute that the voice actor actually gets to speak with his own voice. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, Zach Allison. Because <laughs> he you definitely hit puberty episode. while working on yeah. this show. Yeah. You get one episode, make it work. <laughs> yep. Just one. And then finding out that, yeah, that's not going to work super well. I just love him coming around the corner and being like, okay, I just have to keep this up for the rest of my life. And there's Greg and Amethyst having a pinata party looking at him like, what just occurred? Yeah, yeah, I love it. It just, Uh, this this whole episode, it was Steven's insecurities and super cute. When Connie grows up to be president, what will that make me? First boy? Yeah. Yeah. He assumed that they were going to be married. (laughs) It's that very young mentality of, oh, I'm going to be with my friends forever. Well, and I, and I liked, you know, the, the ultimate message of the story was that Connie was like, I don't care what age you are, no matter what age you are, if you revert back to a baby, if you are regular sized little boy Steven that I've come to know forever and ever and ever, I just want to be there for you. Yeah, no, the, it was like, super cute. Yeah, I, I like that they that they touched on the fact that she's still training with Pearl. Like yeah, that, oh, that yeah. wasn't a one off thing. That that's still going on. And um, gosh, I feel like if her parents had known Stephen was fourteen, they would have said no to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, a little too old. 
there anything else you want to hit for that episode, or should you swing into the next one? Nah, let's just let's swing into the next one. It was mostly yeah. cuteness and gags. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So we go into it could have been great, in which we bring Peridot back to the front and center because that's kind of what this whole back to the barn arc is about. Mm-hmm. And also my life motto which is working hard is important but feeling good is important too. <laughs> I.e. take breaks. I hate yes. yeah. Peridot not understanding yeah. breaks or music and Steven just teaching her no, we, we, we get to hang out. It's cool. And yeah. How quickly she picked up music. Yeah. I love it. That was great. Well, there are patterns. It's and math. Like, it's, yeah, it's math. It, it doesn't make that it's not that far fetched that she yeah. wouldn't be able to pick up. No, I agree. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised that it happened, but I love that they did that. That that's not unreal. Well, unrealistic, Steven Universe. That <laughs> <laughs> that's not unrealistic for that character to be like. All right. Yep. It's patterns. Why? Well, no. according to her earlier logs, uh, Pearl had been doing a lot of sing, crying, whatever. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know. Probably used that as a reference. I, <laughs> I liked that in the in the last episode in these three that we got Peridot saying that she kind of liked Pearl. <laughs> like, yeah. well, she tries, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah, she tries it exactly. And we already and I, knew that she was like senpai yeah. to Amethyst, right? And, and I do like. I like that um, when she gets her her makeshift uh, lemon <laughs> answers, that the first thing she does is go, why, yes, Pearl, I am taller. How Thank correct you. of you to know. <laughs> what I love is that looking, uh, being a, wow, putting 7152 at the end of this so we get to see this development in Peridot, and then going back and re-watching the Stephen Bob. You're mm-hmm. watching these episodes going, and all of this has been interspersed with that. And you can kind of see, yeah. okay, this yep. is where that development would have come in. And yeah. then see, it all links together. It's yeah. still, it's a cohesive These three episodes. Yep. And then in Message Received, Garnet telling Stephen, sometimes people don't deserve your patience. Like, you really put a lot into there, but sometimes you can't do anything. Yeah, that's her, too. She's talking about yeah. herself mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. No, and, it's true. <laughs> so it's great being able to go back, and I, I, I rewatched the whole Stephen Bomb today just to yeah. be like, okay, let's do this. It's been a week. Well, and and I, this is again jumping forward a little to message received, just because you touched on you know Garnet talking about like you know sometimes you you give people your patience, you give people your trust and kindness, too. and kindness, and they disappoint it you. Work. It doesn't work out. It's like just because you believe in the good in somebody doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be good and that really hurts. But it's a really good lesson. Oh, it's a really good lesson. And and another thing um that was said in, in Message Received that I really, really liked was when they were going after Peridot to stop her from contacting Yellow Diamond when uh, you know, Steven is feeling terrible about it and, and Pearl basically is like, yep, no time to feel horrible. You can feel horrible all you want when we get back to the temple. <laughs> and it just, to me, really encapsulated so much of what we see in Pearl as a mm-hmm. character. That's what she does. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what she does. She just, she, and, and I think this is, I, I don't know. I think it's something I recognize in myself too that like I will just keep myself really, really, really busy to not feel the negative emotions. I just love yeah. the split second expression on Steven's face after she said that he had this moment of wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I what I really appreciated about this episode, in addition to all of those things, was the idea that somebody else might is coming at something from a completely different perspective. 
and they mean well, but because of narrow-minded viewpoints, they're you're not communicating with them in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so all this time, they think that they're that Peridot's about to stab them in the back when, in fact, she's in her own way trying to save the Earth because she's like, yes, I have, I have a plan. You all are incompetent. I know. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it my way. Yeah, and they interpret that to mean that she's pushing them, you know, under the bus. Right. And so it's it's very interesting when you go back and rewatch Message Received because of everything she says. It's it sounds like that's exactly what she's doing. Like she's getting ready to betray them because. None of you know what we're doing. Yellow Diamond can solve this. And I, know. Yeah. And I will She's never not- betray the gem that I was made for mm-hmm. and things She's like that. She's not articulating yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, but in her She's mind, She's cunning right. or manipulative. She is very clear about how yes. she says flat out, you are doing things incorrectly. Look at how much better I do them. Because in her head, she is doing the right thing. Absolutely. I have to call her to tell her what I've discovered, which is that life here is valuable. Well, this is building off of what we saw earlier in It Could Have Been Great, where they're on the moon base, they're looking up the uh, plans and the computers to get the coordinates for the drill, and they find what the plans for the Earth colony were. And it's (sighs) fascinating... In the same way that an avalanche is fascinating. It's beautiful, but yeah. somebody's dead in there. And it just, yeah. the earth is hollowed out and has all these holes in it and things spinning around it and stuff built on it. And, and basically, they've essentially, it looks like an atom. Yeah. Mm. And it's crazy. And Peridot's looking at it like, this is the best thing ever. Look at the potential. Right. Look at what it could but have I been. Love that and one. I wrote down, now there's no colony and there's going to be no Earth. So thank you, Rose Quartz. You doomed the planet. Aww. Like, oh, honey. What were you going to say, Elena? Oh, I just love that one tiny break in Peridot, though, when she, when she's freaking out. She's like, you can't sit there. You can't sit where... <laughs> and goes, well, they're not here now, so do you want to sit down? And then she sits down. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I mean, again, you know, she is, she is this character who has a very black and white view of the world, and it's not good and evil. It's right and wrong. And it's logical and illogical. Exactly. So it's just that she lives her life according to the way that she was raised. And what we ultimately see over the course of these two episodes is the gems completely misinterpreting Peridot's intentions. Peridot's intentions in contacting Yellow Diamond were 100% good. From Peridot's perspective, she was absolutely doing the right thing. And that also hinges on how she perceives Yellow Diamond, because in both It Could Have Been Great and Message Received, she describes her as very logical, a very good decider, very... She thinks that Yellow Diamond functions on essentially logic alone, and therefore that Yellow Diamond will see that the resources are of a greater value than the cluster, Whereas Yellow Diamond is very obvious, it very obviously has some form of grudge against the Earth itself, and yeah. it could have been Rose Quartz, yeah. and it could be just rebellion in general, or it could be just like, I don't like this planet, I got there and a bird pooped on me, and it was a very disrespectful <laughs> bird, so now the whole thing needs to Burn die. this place to the ground. It, it could the Earth. be anything. That's how I would feel if a bird pooped on me. But she essentially... to the ground. But she absolutely <laughs> shuts down Peridot. I'm not interested in your thoughts, in the thoughts of a tiny Peridot. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in any of this. I just want the Earth gone. I will take satisfaction from wiping it off our star maps. Yeah. And that is an extremely emotional response. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. that's, you know, Peridot's hero <laughs> worship of Yellow Diamond just going, Ksh. 
into a million pieces. Can we talk about Patty Lupone, you guys? Let's talk about Patty Lupone. <laughs> talk about that character design. Oh, oh my man. god. It was so funny because she started talking and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you know so Yellow Diamond she, needs a song. So oh I was gonna say, obviously she's gonna come back and have a fabulous song, and I hope it's all about like how she was slighted and how <laughs> and why she hates the earth and wants to just destroy it. I want a diamond song. Yeah. Yes. Could you imagine the diamonds in harmony? Yes. Oh. Just this very, very slow build, and suddenly we have them all, and they're all singing, and it's like, oh. Yeah. There would be so oh, many This is beautiful, yeah, but we're going to die. I, I threw it out while we were rewatching. I was like, what would it look like if the diamonds fused? Would that even be okay? Yeah. Yeah. Cthulhu. That's the final boss. Yeah. That is where That's our Cthulhu it. mythos comes from. Yeah, she used diamonds. Totally, totally. No, it's interesting. Uh, so, something that... Uh, uh, who was it that originally brought it up? Oh, uh, so K-Bits in the chat brought up, and there's kind of an, an interesting point to bring up here that... Uh, uh, she? Sorry if you're not a she, Kay. Uh, I kind of like how uh, Peridot doesn't see Rose as an amazing person the way that the, the other gems do. Uh, and that basically saying, you know, that, again, it's those conflicting viewpoints. You have the Peridot viewpoint of everything is logic versus not. And then you have the Rose viewpoint of everything it's has value and is yeah. worth protecting. Uh, uh, Kartik says uh, that she is, she's like the doctor of the show. You know, yeah. the doctor and his his love of humanity. Well, and and it's funny because the, the gems fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I agree. Because they're not as altruistic as Rose Quartz, but at the same time, they've definitely put the ways of Homeworld behind them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so, and then you have the other extreme, which is Yellow Diamond, which is like no life is worth anything. Yeah, who's who, who's completely selfishly motivated by her own emotions. I think kind of the theme that ties through all of them so much is having your idea and expectation of another person's role. And then having the actual reality of your interaction change you is a huge... Yeah, because you see it through love and how that is the ultimate answer. Yeah. But it's also not just love. It's understanding and communication. Yeah. And taking the time to see things from the other perspective. And say, okay, maybe this person I idolized doesn't need to be held on this pedestal. Maybe these interactions with these other people were just not seeing things on the right. And that's what made these episodes so interesting was it was ultimately about a bunch of people who all thought that they were right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I mean, in real life, that is how you get somebody to change their perspective. Like, if you have somebody who you vehemently disagree with about something, yelling at them and, like, yelling and screaming and fighting with one another isn't how you're going to change their mind. You're both not louder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why American politics doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. The the best we way are yeah. oh, go ahead. essentially out of time. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. got one more episode to wing through where we got a late start. Technical difficulties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have a little bit more to cover. Log date 7152. I spent most of this episode laughing. It was great. It was beautiful. That's why Percy and Pierre are objectively the best for each other. That's all Paradox. Just trying to get adjusted. It's all of her logs from the time, from the month, month and a half, Mm -hmm. thereabouts. And it's good to have 
some form of time in there. Right. Because it's been over a month since they Since got she her. arrived, yeah. And I just, I really enjoyed that, again, it's like we just see Peridot applying her absolute logic to everything, including watching that TV show where she yeah. did a math equation to figure out which characters were the best couple. And then ultimately it was hearts. Garnet saying in an, a language she could understand right. about yeah. fusion is, I'm Percy and Pierre, that she goes, okay, oh. so now I understand that. You know I understand that. Up until this point, I was pushing people off roofs to see if they would die. Yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing. <laughs> but I also think that that's the point. You can kind of see the wheels turn in Garnet's head after she's caught Greg and going, you can't do that. Well, why not? It's like, yeah. oh, like, oh I need to approach it. her on her level before she's going to understand anything from anyone else. Like, yeah. you can see that click for Garnet, and yep. then just, uh, Greg, you're going to have to. It's okay. <laughs> I do bless this ridiculous this episode man. I love him. And the last episode, as amazing as that was, I thought of you, Megan, because of all of the amazing puns. <laughs> oh, they're horrible. They're so good. Just, and just uh, parry phrasing. And uh, trying and to lie in the mood. The mood. I, I was, just, she's Pearl, essentially okay. just okay. putting the mask down like, no, no. Yeah, that was my reaction. Yeah. I did like I a lot it. in this episode where Peridot was a step attempting to understand humor and she was reading the joke book and she said, why, what, <laughs> why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> What's a chicken? <laughs> I, and then having that come around later with having Amethyst, Amethyst show her what a chicken is. I get is. the joke now. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I I want to. I think it was the Mary Sue actually who, uh, to get back to your point, wa- uh, wrote an article about how this episode kind of demonstrates how media can be used to teach people uh, mm-hmm. about yeah. differing perspectives and how like that can be how storytelling itself can be used to educate in that way. And I thought that and, was very rich. The yeah. Mary Sue recaps are done by someone who goes by Vry, I believe, V R A I. They're writer Vry on Twitter and. And they're, the Mary Sue recaps are definitely worth reading for Steven Universe. They are mm-hmm. so good. Yep. Such a lot. So anyway, yes. Putting, but all putting, of the Steven Universe but stuff. But putting uh, Garnet's situation in the context of a narrative that she knows and understands and, because she's yes. seen it for 78 years. One episode. <laughs> Is that the same episode from three days ago? There's more than one. <laughs> yep. But doing that, that that can be used to educate and demonstrate different things. And I thought that was a very good I thought that was a very good thing for them to point out. Yeah, and then I Stephen agree. teaching her what gifts are and the Hey, thanks. <laughs> Just all of it trying to teach Garnet little bits about Earth cult Garnet, I'm sorry. <laughs> Paradox. Paradox, yeah. Garnet gets it. Trying to teach Paradox little bits about Earth culture and then seeing it come around towards the end of the episode. And then Garnet's future vision on the tapes. It took me a minute to go, how did she... Oh, future vision. <laughs> yep, there, yep. There was Return that madness moment. to its source. And hearing Peridot on the tapes not understand it either. Like, what are you doing? Perfect bookend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why this Steven bomb together all fit. It does. One big bomb. <laughs> yeah, because it's all... It, it is. It's all, it's all about... Perspective and prejudices. Uh, Christopher Remley in the chat, I think, summed it up really nicely that like pearls can be more than servants and, and, uh, cause, you know, Peridot, Peridot had that prejudice going into it. So it, it is, it's, it's Peridot learning to become unprejudiced 
she doesn't see her prejudice as prejudice. She sees her prejudice as logical order. But she's learning to understand the complexities like, of. I appreciate that. Yeah, Paul tries. Yeah, yeah. and I think yes. that that also came after they were treating her like an individual. Like she got so used to that, mm-hmm. and then having to identify herself to Yellow Diamond as facet this, cut that, yep. with a number. Instead of just Paradox. Yep. Right. I'm Paradox. It's I am one of many and I don't really matter to you. My diamond. Yes. <laughs> Which my this name is John Bell by the way. John <laughs> Bell John. Yeah, that's great. I, and now I'm starting to rewrite the confrontation. For yep. No. It's going to no, be good. No. We'll perform it on the next episode. You guys. Give such a you guys can. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on Stephen Bomb? I just, when is the next? When's the next? Supposedly they are releasing the airing schedule in February, and I don't know if that is a Steven Universe airing schedule or a Cartoon Network airing schedule. Well, I need it. Either which way, we might well get some answers on February 1st. So we'll see. Just hoping. Too uh, far away. Just, <laughs> just perspective. That's all I have yeah. to say. It's nice when... it's. Special, uh, it's nice that children's media can be so sophisticated yeah. Yeah. in terms of like teaching kids about perspective, and I like that. I just want to know where Peridot's going to put the star. Yeah, that, that is the big question. Yep, that was Do my favorite line from the entire where's Stephen the, Bomb. Where just, the diamond is. Yeah, Peridot's the, the acting and exactly. the delivery yeah, right here absolutely made so many of the Peridot scenes. Just the way she was saying those like. The acting was extremely well done. Yeah. I love, I love Peridot. What a great, great addition to the squad. (laughs) Seeing the diamonds for the first time, that's great. And we still don't know anything about White Diamond or Pink Diamond or whether or not Rose Quartz is Is Pink Diamond. Diamond? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Because it's still a theory, but a lot of what we saw in the Stephen Bond is kind of against that theory now, so we just don't know. We have a lot of questions, even though we were told, don't question it. You, you are, are the answer. My <laughs> <laughs> answer is confusion. Yep. So let's uh, let's roll into predictions. Should we have any predictions? And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Oh, and it's even the pink lights. This is perfect. <laughs> I predict that I I want to say that Peridot is going to fuse with somebody at some point. But I don't know that she's going to be able to overcome her, like, it's not even a prejudice against it. It's like a fear of it, quite honestly, because it's like being more than she was meant to be as a paradox. Honestly, I think when that time comes, she'll be the one to propose it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Amethyst. They're the right height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's how you pair up. I wonder yeah. if that's on the flow chart. Well, um, Garnet's really tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, yellow, but it was working pretty well with the stilts. Yeah. Also, Yellow Diamond is going to come back and have an epic ballad. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to uh, be great. Uh, <laughs> Showstopper. I love it. And this is spoilers. So if anyone's super worried about it, you can, you know, turn off the episode for the next couple minutes or so. Cartoon Network aired a promo they weren't supposed to. Did you guys no. see this? Oh. It is spoilers for a little later on down the line. What we saw in this three and a half seconds was at the barn and Peridot with a little gift scooting forward and offering it to a very disheveled looking Lapis. What? what? Yeah. Lapis. I was freaking Lapis to come back. <laughs> and we don't know 
When that's going to happen, we don't know what episode that is. The only confirmation we have is from some of the people who work on the show on Twitter saying, I don't know why Cartoon Network aired that. It's not in any of the Stephen Bomb episodes. Well, what episode is it? Eh. (laughs) One that you'll see later. (laughs) Yeah. So it could be the episode Barn Buddies, which hasn't come down the line yet. But what it means is that at some point she and Jasper become unfused, and Mm -hmm. somehow she makes her way back to where Steven happens to be, back to Beach City. So Jasper is potentially on the run at that point. Or bubbled. Or or is getting ready to make her very angry, <laughs> emotionally driven attack. <laughs> I don't know, but she's very outnumbered and she's smart enough to try, even though she's definitely angry, <laughs> she's smart enough to know I'm probably going to have to be tactical about this. This also tells me that we're getting Malachite back, and I don't really think that either parts of that are going to be stable for a good long while. And I'm not talking stable as a fusion, I'm talking stable as people. Because they're essentially in water torture hell right now, and who knows how that's going to work out. Well, water torture hell typically doesn't work out well. Yes. Thank you for rhyming that. It's nice make it a song. It's nice to know that they do separate because when Lapis said we are Malachite now, I think everybody's heart sunk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, Lapis isn't necessarily in the right at this point. She's just desperate. There's a lot of conversation around Lapis and Jasper and a lot of what's going on there, and we can probably save that until Hmm. they actually show up again. Goodness knows when that's going to be. But we do have that to look forward to. Thanks to Cartoon Network screwing up their promo-airing schedule. Thanks, Cartoon Network! (laughs) So, yeah, if no one else has any predictions, any other thoughts? Uh, No. I just can't wait for more. Yeah. We need more. We need it soon. Yep. Yep. Bring it back, Cartoon Network. Give us a regular <laughs> airing schedule. That, that would be that great. Would be a great be yeah. Your New Year's resolution is to air this show regularly. <laughs> that would be super. All right, Elena, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. You can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife. It's my name, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. You can find me on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzzTV.com and on stuff on the Popcorn Talk Network as well. Uh, but just follow me on Twitter because I tweet about everything that I do in my life at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. On Instagram as well, I also write articles for the movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiajay. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. All of my shows are coming back next week. Arrow, Star Wars Rebels, like so many of them are back next week, so we'll be around. And if anyone's going to be at PAX South at San Antonio at the end of the month, I will be there competing in the Omegathon. Come by and say hi. So thank you to everyone for joining us for the Stephen Bomb. We look forward to seeing you all again when the show comes back on the air. See you then. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Where am I going to put the star? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.